The odds are out there on Bet Online, and you can head over to Bet Online. Use the code Believe to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go ahead and do that because they have all of your sports wagering news and info right at your fingertips. You can bet on the NFL playoffs. You can bet on the NBA. It's Lakers and Clippers tonight. Who do you got? Let us know in the chat. And then, of course, head over to Bet Online because Bet Online, where the game starts, we're here for the game on episode 157. I'm going to go over the candidates, kind of the pluses and minuses. Ben Johnson is definitely going to be the one that people are going to want to talk about. And I'm not going to withhold him from you uh, anytime soon. But Gus did challenge me to name a minority coach from the offensive side besides Eric Bieniemy, And I have to admit, Gus, I really can't think of a dedicated Mm. offensive minority coach right now, like a, a head coach candidate right now, or even an offensive coordinator. Uh, I, I, I am struggling. That is, that's a great question. Brian Johnson was just let go from the Eagles as offensive coordinator. That's true. Brian Johnson. There you but, go, Brian Johnson. Yeah, and there were people midway through the season who wanted Brian Johnson yeah. over Ben Johnson. I think mm-hmm. even somebody here, Maybe used our ref the district account to tweet. That I may out. have I, just I'm not sure. offered it as a possibility. <laughs> I, I'm not sure who that was though. That would, <laughs> I'm not going to call him out or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there are coaches here who have experience on both sides of the ball who fit the minority. Raheem Morris is uh, is one of them who has that experience on both sides. Morris is one of the ones that you particularly like, Stoner. Yeah, I do. So let's go with him first as far as the conversation for head coach candidates because he is somebody who can be you know interviewed in person. In fact, I think they have one this week with him. Uh, the commanders have one with him this week. Yep. So let's talk about him because he's somebody, if he wows, maybe they don't wait for Ben Johnson next week. Maybe they just go ahead and take Raheem Morris. So why do you like Raheem Morris so much, Stoner? Well, I think Raheem Morris, look, he's he's number one, he's not that old. Right. And when mm-hmm. he got that head coaching job in Tampa, and by the way, did have one did they win 12 games in one of those years he was in Tampa. Uh, he was like 34 years old, something like that, when he got that head coaching job. And he has gone back since then and he's grinded his way back to this point where he's ready to be a head coach again. That's a that's the kind of guy I like. I like a guy who has had the experience before and understands what it takes to run a successful football team. I have to be completely honest. The more I keep digging and digging and digging, I'm not sure that I want these uh, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Anthony Weaver, Mike McDonald types. I don't know that I really like that idea. Of I understand the kind of the, the sexiness of those kind of coaches and everything. And, how it gets people excited. But just because some of these other guys do well at running an offense or running a defense doesn't mean they can run an entire football team. Just because, uh, for example, Mike McDonald has been a defensive coordinator for a total of three years, one year at Michigan, two years uh, in Baltimore, and has done exceptionally well, doesn't mean that he's all of a sudden going to be a great head coach because you have to do so much more. Raheem Morris knows what it takes to run an entire football team. And he has grinded through, and he has taken 
some of these uh, uh, some of these teams, and he's done really well. Now, what I have noticed about his record individually as a defensive coordinator, when he gets to a team, he actually makes them worse defensively. Okay, <laughs> but again, that's not what I want him to do. I don't want him to come in and be the defensive coordinator and head coach. I want to be the head coach and hire an offensive coordinator and hire a defensive coordinator. He's still young. He was considered a prodigy at one point. He won 12 games in a year before, and he's ready to do it again. Think of all the retreads who have done so much better their second time around. The Bill Belichicks of the world, the Bill Parcells of the world, the uh, um, Andy Reeds of the world, right? These are retread coaches who the second McDaniels, time around, right? That's a retread that's worked out who, so well every bit of his stops. Who's that? McDaniels, I'm just making fun of you right oh, now. Josh McDaniels, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not because you make work. you're all you're bringing up the exceptions. We we get on mm -hmm. people when that comes to QBs, right? Because everyone thinking, you know, Sam Howe, he could yeah. be the next Tom Brady and stuff. And it's just like Tom Brady is Tom Brady, you know, Brock Purdy may end up being a successful, you know, late round pick, but the, the numbers don't lie. You know, late round picks just aren't as successful. And now you're trying to tell me retreads because of one of the greatest coaches of all time who's won six Super Bowls, right? That's that's not the rule, Stoner. That's the exception. Is it? Is it, though? Let's just run through the, the coaches who have won the last 10 Super Bowls as an example. But are they young? You mean Andy Reid and Bill other Belichick? Than, other than Sean okay. McVay. All the coaches who win Super Bowls, they are older, experienced. Most of them are retreads. Okay. Now you're going to make me go through it. Right. Let's, let's just, continue talking about Raheem Morris here okay. as I look saying, up this information for you. Raheem Morris is the type of guy who is going to be a leader of men, and he has the experience, and everywhere he's been, the, the players – talk about what a great leader he is and what a great um, um, co uh, coordinator he is on the defensive side of the ball. That's the kind of guy I want. I want a, a Raheem Morris type of guy. I'm not saying specifically Raheem Morris, but I'm giving Raheem Morris some props because of what he's done and what you hear from around the league and the type of leader he is. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to bring up a stat, right? I, I wanted sure. to bring up the stat. Maybe you all have heard it. It's been out there. It is one of those stats that blows me away. But when it comes to offensive coordinators, since 2022, since the start of the 2022 season, two seasons ago, every single offensive coordinator has been changed on every single team who had, an, who had a dedicated offensive coordinator. Not the coaches who call plays, but if there was an offensive coordinator team, they've all it's done a complete change since 2022. I find that pretty amazing. Do you, and there's only two defensive coordinators that haven't changed, and that's it. They people run through offensive coordinators like it's nothing. Think about that for every team. It, it is. It is interesting player. that I I think that we've seen the offensive teams 
tend to be more exciting, the ones who have offensive-minded coaches, but the ones who tend to find a little bit more success are special teams or defensive-minded coaches when it comes down to it. And so maybe our worries about having an you know, needing an offensive minded coach because then you can keep the offense the same might be overblown when it comes to that man's world wants us to change this topic here. And again, a lot of people wanting Ben Johnson. I wanted to talk about Raheem Morris a little bit more, but I can't ignore the super chat here from a man's world. Can somebody tell me what Johnson has accomplished? We'll get back to that, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get back to it. I just Johnson. wanted to not acknowledge it. We'll, we'll come back to it. There, lot, I, I, I definitely wanted to sit here and talk about Raheem Morris more. Trev, you are on the no retread list. Exactly. So why, why would Raheem Morris be a, a bad idea? I mean, come on, man. It's a new day. Why are we doing retreads? When he was here at the DB coach, he was bad. He was in L.A. He had Aaron Donald. If I was in L.A. as in his spot and Aaron Donald, I'd be probably in the same boat as Raheem. Well, if I was in Kansas City and and I was the offensive coordinator, no. I, I wouldn't have to do anything either. No, I got Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no <laughs> yeah. one can scheme a tight end like Andy Reid. That's ridiculous. But anyways, so so what? He went to Tampa Bay and won twelve games in one season. That's cool. Ron Rivera went to the Super Bowl and we got him. What happened when he got here? He was gone four years later. And those four years were not good four years at all. They were eight, eight, and one, hoping to get in the playoffs at eight, eight, and one. Like it's not. We need fresh. We have fresh ownership, fresh GM. Let's get a fresh head coach in here. If you want Raheem Moore so bad, see if he will be cool with being a defensive assistant or offensive assistant or whatever role he is in LA right now. That would be cool. But well, he's I don't, not going to make a lateral move. Nobody's going to oh, make the lateral. Move. Well, and then he, there's no spot for him here. I don't want Raheem. Right, Morris, man. Let me ask that this. That one twelve run season doesn't mean anything to me. Outside sure. of that, what else has he done? And it doesn't really matter what you've accomplished. It's how can you like coach the game of football? All these different schemes. Nobody said what's D'Amico Ryan's accomplished when he got hired down there, and look what he did in his first year playoffs with a rookie quarterback. So the accomplished thing should be out the window. It's about what can you do for me today, not what sure. you've done in the past, because the past does not matter in the NFL for not for long. So, so, the, Raheem, so the question I have for you then, Trev and yes. Nathan, yes. is do you think that that sort of attitude or thinking, do you think that would, yes, would. Um, or that plays into the minds of the ownership group when it comes to hiring? Do you think that what the fans are going to think about the hire plays into their decision? Uh, yes. You do think so? Not no. like, a, like no. a high percentage, maybe like two or three. It'll be considered if he's, if they're preaching about community and what the fans need, if fans need this, they're going to listen a tad bit, not like a chunk percentage, but it's going to, Yes. I, I think yes. the only reason why they would stoner mm -hmm. to it would be if there was some kind of extra thing, a coach got caught with a DUI or has like a sexual assault record. No, that'd be something about... that they'd be like, is that going to be something that's going to catch some grief? But from oh, the fans, sure. but as far as any of these coaches that we're looking at today, they aren't thinking anything about what the fans think because they're thinking about how do we win football games? Because that's, yeah. what's going to bring the okay. fans in. And it won't matter if they don't like it because it was a retread. But the question is, 
for example, let's just say they got it down to the last two and it was Ben Johnson and it was Raheem Morris. Mm -hmm. And they, they absolutely can't figure out which one to hire because they love both of them. They're one A and one B and they can't figure out is the deciding factor that they know the fans are not going to oh, like. No, 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 Morris. The deciding factor is probably which coach fits their vision the best. I know that's sure. a vague answer and it's an obvious answer, okay. but if it came down to those two. So would you revolt if they decided, if they told you, Trev, they said Raheem Morris fits our vision of the future of the Washington Commanders. We're hiring Raheem Morris to be the head coach. Would you be upset with that? Yes, but I have to go with it because it fits their vision and it's, yeah. you know, they're brand new. I, I just feel like it's a, all, I feel like it's a Dan for, Snyder move if we went back to Raheem Morris. Okay, that one year by himself as a head coach with 12 wins. Outside of that, I think you what got a, has he proved, in the jar for mentioning What has he done to prove he can do that again being under the wig of somebody else? like you know what like I just I can't believe Trev that I'm going to back Stoner on thank something you. right now. It's just a fact. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that all it's I do so it's the retread <laughs> thing. So, so Stoner. Oh man, I got rid of the uh, thing. Hold on, let me bring it back. Stoner was saying, if you look at the history of Super Bowl winning coaches, how they're retreads, and I was like, that can't possibly be true. I mean, obviously, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, both second term coaches who have found success and have dominated over the last few years, but it didn't take very long to kind of get there. So you have Andy Reed, Sean McVay, first time coach. There. Right. Bruce, Arians. Bruce Arians was on his second run there. Now that's a, everyone's going to put an asterisk, Tom Brady and all that kind of stuff, but okay. still retread coach there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, Andy Reed, Bill Belichick, Doug Peterson, first time head coach for the Philadelphia yep. Eagles. Right. Uh, Bill, Gary Kubiak, he was on a second yeah, that, and that with one, the asterisk with Peyton asterisk. Manning. Yeah, because Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. He was on his third team. Mm -hmm. He had Pete the Jets Carroll, for one right. year and the Patriots for two years before heading over to USC and then back here and winning a Super Bowl. John Harbaugh, first uh, first uh, uh, head coaching gig out there in Baltimore. Tom Coughlin, he was uh, that was not his first team. Yep. Uh, Mike McCarthy yeah, was the first one. Sean Payton was the first one. Mike Tomlin, Tom Coughlin, like we said, Tony Dungy, that was his second team. Bill but I Power. will say also that only take Sean McVay and put him as, you know, as the, uh, the outlier. All of these coaches that you're talking about, even if they weren't retreads, they were older experienced coaches. That's more what I'm leaning towards you rather want an than, older, experienced coach rather than... I do, man. So what's wrong with having a younger head coach with a brilliant mind and his coordinators are older, former head coaches, now coordinators? Can you do that? Let's say you hire... Let's say we get Ben Johnson. Then you, do you bring Raheem Morris? Would you be cool with him being an O coordinator or a D coordinator? He's going to go only go for a head coaching position, right? Like, I mean, he's right, only... but he's just saying as an example. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But 100%, Trev. If they go, let's just say they go with Ben Johnson, yeah. then 1 billion percent, they need to have a grizzled veteran yes. for the defensive coordinator. They need to have somebody in there who understands how to operate uh, a football 
team, yes. a Ron the Rivera guy can lean on. A Ron Rivera type. I'm not saying Ron Rivera. A Jack Del Rio type. I'm not saying Jack Del Rio. A re, you know, um, I know Vic Fangio who just left Miami to go to Nick Philly. Fangio would be perfect. Yeah. Gus, with, Gus pointing out, Sean yeah. McVay did have Wade Phillips Wade, as the right. uh, defense coordinator. Yeah. That's what let's, they let's, have to do if they well, go that route. Let's go ahead and switch because I think we've All heard right. about enough about Raheem Moore so far. Ben Johnson is the one yeah. we're talking about now. He's the he's the favorite. He's the yeah. one that people are wanting. He's the one that people are coming out and saying it already. There's NFL rumors. There's you yeah. know uh, radio personalities. Who was it that was uh, who said it today? Was it one of the Sims? Boomer. No, it was Boomer. Boomer Iason came out and was like, I don't care what his name is. It doesn't matter because he also doesn't know what's going on. He said it was going to be the Admirals. He did. One of those others. Okay, 100%. He locked it in. But he locks it in that Ben Johnson is going to be the head coach here for Washington. Stoner, you're saying you need to pair him with a a grizzled, defensive-minded coach. But we had Manza World ask us, I mean, what has he done on his own? Yeah. Because this is why he's going to get hired, okay? He's not going to get hired because you're going to pair him with a uh, grizzled vet on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. He's going to get hired for what he's done and what he can actually bring because this is, man, so this is one of those things here. It's not about just what they did. It's about the potential that they've, they've seen in somebody. John Harbaugh, who is still in the playoffs right now and one of the more successful coaches over the last decade, he was a special teams coach and then a defensive backs coach, and then he got hired to be their head coach. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he was some amazing defensive back coach. I think he was pretty all right at that to be hired, but it's because the Baltimore Ravens saw him and said, you have the potential to be a great coach here in Baltimore. Great head so, coach. Yeah. A great head coach. So what yeah. has Ben Johnson done to be the guy here in Washington? Uh, well, he, I mean, the biggest thing is all he's done is since he came into the NFL is all he's done is worked his way up. He just keeps getting promoted, 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 promoted. He started off as a tight ends coach. And then he went to like a offensive assistant and that, you know, that quality control coach on the offensive side, QB coach. Um, and then he went to, um, uh, he was with Dan Campbell when they were in Miami, when Campbell got the interim job there. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't go with Dan Campbell to uh, Detroit, but what he did in Detroit, if you look at how they were as a team and as an offense, is in 2023 they were top five in rushing. They're also top five in in passing. They're also top five in scoring as an offense. It was one of the best offensive teams in the league. He got so much out of a quarterback that everybody thought was. Uh, a retread type quarterback in Jared Goff. He stood on the table and said, we need to draft Jameer Gibbs. We need to bring in Montgomery. He, he improved the play of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown from a pretty good rookie season into a dominant last uh, this particular season. He schemed tight ends open. He had TJ Hawkinson to start, turned him into a bit of a star said, you get out of here. We're going to draft this Laporta kid who had the best, rookie tight end receiving in NFL history. All he's done has been successful as an offensive guy. And he wasn't even Dan Campbell's guy. He was here in the previous regime uh, in Detroit. And when Dan Campbell uh, came on, he kept him on as a, uh, 
um, like a quarterback's coach or something like that. And then Anthony Lynn was, I guess, the offensive coordinator, and that wasn't working out. They got rid of him Mm -hmm. and said, hey, uh, Dan Campbell said, hey, I'm going to call the plays for a while, but uh, Ben Johnson, I see what you're doing. I want you to be my right-hand guy. And then the next year turns them into OC. And all they've done for the last two years is been a dominant offense. So that's what he's accomplished. You can see it everywhere in the stats for the Detroit offense. He's accomplished everything there is basically to accomplish. Can he translate that into a head coach? Now, because when you come here, you have to be Ben Johnson in Detroit and you have to be Dan Campbell in Detroit also when Mm -hmm. you become the head coach of a team and the offensive coordinator. You're doing everything that Dan Campbell did and everything that you did. Can you do can he do that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he can do both. That's why you probably get a seasoned vet for the OC position. Um, well, if he know. comes here, he better be the OC. Because that's why you're bringing him here. You're not Ben Johnson hasn't been drawing interest because everybody sees the head coaching <laughs> potential. He's been drawing they interest. Want the, they want that offense. Yeah. that offense. Sure. And they want his offense and they want him to lead. And he bring like one I of think, his like his offensive assistants yeah. name them well, the offensive coordinator. Hank Fraley, right? Yeah, but also like Brunel. Brunel is Brunel's quarterback's coach. I think is it is. Mark Bruno? I think is so. It? I mean, he's a former quarterback, so he knows the quarterback position probably to a yeah. T very well, better than Pritchard, who was here, who came from Stanford. Um, and I feel like he's a player's coach. I don't know who said this, but somebody was interviewed about him. They said that – hold on one second. Yeah, so I, I got Ben Johnson. Yeah, Mark Brunel is the quarterback's, Brunel, coach. quarterback's coach. How about right. Brunel comes on to be hey, the offensive coordinator hey, for Ben Johnson? That would be nuts. But right. I, I get the vibe he's a player's coach and not the Jay Gruden style, like I mentioned earlier. But somebody came out and said that Taylor Decker went to Ben Johnson and was like, hey, they can't stop it if we do this for this game and formation. So they ran it five times in a row to end the game. A receiver yeah. came up and said, hey, they're, they're sitting in the zone. They skinned up five, you know. So he listens to his players, which I think is a difference when it comes, to, I guess, EB and Rivera. It was pretty much mainly EB, his way or the highway. Yeah. And I think that's what riffed the players. But when Ben Johnson comes in, I think he's going to give the players a voice outside of the captains, like all the way down from the right guard to the third down back to the slot, the wide receiver number four. Like, I think he's going to be that kind of person. I think that's what Washington needs. Someone who's very offensive minded because we need to score points. We're the laughing stock of, of the league because we don't score points. We've had good defenses throughout these bad seasons, but we just can't seem to click on the offensive side of the ball, no matter how many quarterbacks and running backs and receivers we use. Yeah. So I think I like him because he's young, he's fresh, he's innovative. The game is still growing for him. A lot, if you get these seasoned guys who come in, sometimes they, the game might have passed them by. They're playing. They're trying to play catch up. We kind of saw that this year with Ron Rivera. We kind of see that with Bill Belichick. Why he's only Joe Gibbs two point It was Joe Gibbs two point It was so it, like he's still good, but you can tell that it was a little outdated from what yes. was uh, the new. So if, if you're looking for a, a football team that looks like a football team, get Ben Johnson. Like I said, he's mm-hmm. a young, innovative, creative mind, players coach. 
He came from Dan Campbell, who don't take no stuff, so he can probably inherit it from that. If he's getting high praise from Dan, Dan Campbell, I mean, he was a former football player with little coaching experience. I mean, I just, I'll, I'll be honest, Trev. I don't want a player's coach. I I want you, you want one. You want a player's coach so the locker room can be on the same page. You don't. I'm not saying Jay Gruden style where you're you're goofing off, but if you're willing to listen to the players. Not come and just say, "Hey, listen, this is my way or the highway. I don't care." The, the, you want that same attitude, but you also want to be able to give the players a voice in that locker room. That's how the culture is maintained. Sure. It's not just about having a winning attitude. It's about coming together as a family, as a brotherhood, and be on the same page and be relatable. Where you don't have to go through hoops and hurdles to get to Ron Rivera to ask him a question. You can just go straight to Ben Johnson. You don't have to go through Dan Snyder to get to there because you can go straight to Ben Johnson. Like that's what I mean by players' coach. Someone that's you don't have to that. you don't have to keep those in separate categories. No. The players coach and the leader of men no, that could be the same yes. uh, pipeline that you're For getting sure. from there. I, okay. I think that you're, you're, I think Maybe. that you might have a negative thought of players coach because we had Jay Gruden and we had the purple <laughs> nurples and the yeah. and the and the stuff like that and and think of it like that. But I I hear you, Trev, when you're talking about a players coach who is somebody who is approachable because there's one thing about being a mentor and a leader who can kind of guide you along, but you also have to be, and Stoner, I know you know this as a retired master sergeant, right? You have to have that open door policy, but you can't be a leader who has an, has an open door policy in name only. Players have to be able to approach you and you have to be able to uh, approach players and talk to them on their level and help them understand it. And I think that's where, a younger coach, especially as the game continues to change on an analytic level and the game continues to change at a pace that's much quicker than some of the older coaches are able to handle that the younger coach might come in here. Now, you make a great point, Stoner, bringing in a grizzled DC who's got experience and all that. My question is, you hire a guy like Ben Johnson is Ben Johnson bringing in a defensive coordinator or are you picking a defensive coordinator as Adams and Harris? No, I think Ben Johnson has to have a lot of pull in who decide or, you know, who that defensive coordinator is going to be. He's going to get some input obviously from everybody else. And it's technically, I think it would be the decision of Adam Peters and his team or whatever that decides that. But I think Ben Johnson has to have most of the input because he's the one that's got a uh, he's the head coach. He's not the offense, just the offensive coordinator. You he's the head coach. He's the one that has to speak for for the defensive coordinator. You really think that the, the DC job comes down to Peters, but it's just he's just gonna really you don't think if he hires a head coach, he's gonna give them the power to hire whoever. No, that's what coach. I'm saying. I'm saying that it's going to be Ben Johnson's decision or no, oh, yeah, okay. Ben Johnson's decisions, but Peters is going to have a lot of input on that because he's going to, he's going to want to say you, you should probably have this type of guy. I'm not going to tell you that you have to hire Mike Vrabel, but you need to hire a Mike Vrabel type to be your defensive coordinator. I think we could all probably get, maybe not all because I know Commander Lauren in the chat, not much uh, love for Mike Vrabel there, but I, I personally wouldn't mind Mike Vrabel to be paired 
with the a young offensive mind, especially seeing as it's only really going to be for a season or two, especially with a Vrabel type who's likely going to end up with a head coaching job mm-hmm. sometime in the next season or two. Ben Johnson, boy wonder, everyone wants him. Most people are already saying that it's a lock for that to happen here. What about Bobby Slowick? Hmm. He is another one of the young offensive-minded coaches. He does have some experience with the defensive side of the ball as well. He comes from the Shanahan offense. We saw him take C.J. Shroud, a rookie, and he had a phenomenal year. They're in the playoffs. You know That first game in the playoffs looked great. He ran into another candidate that we'll get here in a little bit. But why, why Bobby Sloak over Ben Johnson? Why would you go with that route, Trev? I don't really know much about Bobby Slovak, so to, to really think I would used to be here in Washington. Yeah, cool. Another that's a retread. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. He he did he did a great job with CJ Stroud down in Houston. Got him in the rookie of the year conversation, mm-hmm. past four thousand yards, playoff appearance, but I just don't know too much enough about him or don't hear enough about him him being like a leader of men him being you know like was his name in the conversation last year for head coaches it it was not because he was not even an oc last year yeah so great year in houston i don't know if he's quite ready to be a head coach after being a one-year offensive coordinator in houston where you know they made the playoffs and won that crappy division with a rookie quarterback, but a lot of that was D'Amico Ryan's, I do believe. But yeah, I just not I'm not impressed. I watched a couple of Texans games and I really I wasn't impressed really. It was, I mean, they were good, but nothing really was like, oh man, like he used this player to do that. Like, like they didn't have the gadget plays that the Lions have, and I guess they didn't have the roster either. So it's kind of hard to to really judge because the Houston Texans roster, I think, isn't as good as the Lions we've seen it already. And they also um, won in a poor division. Right. So, so there's like a lot of barely, barely, barely yeah. one in a, Yeah, sure. I don't. I, I'm not going to put him over over Ben Johnson. I think he he needs to sit back and be another OC for another year um, before he makes. He that could jump. pull a Ben Johnson. He ben could, Johnson, but was somebody who teams wanted and Ben Ben Johnson last year said, right. "Hey, actually, I'm not going to take any head coaching uh, mm-hmm. opportunities." And now he's in a position to get, you know, a, a much better job than he would have right. gotten last year, in my opinion, yeah. with the whole new Take staff and everything and that excitement, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And Slowick yeah. might end up trying to do the same I if really these interviews don't go his way. If the team that he wants isn't available, he might sit that one out. And I think that's something that also comes from the coaches above him saying, hey, I know you want your shot but don't go for the first opportunity just because you got to go for the right opportunity there. And likewise, like Gunner, we got it. You like Slowick? I, I like Slowick over Ben Johnson, to be honest. Oh, wow. And I was going to go to you with this. So let's hear it again. And this is just credentials only. I have oh. no idea. They haven't, you know, I haven't sat down and talked to him about how he's going to lead a team, and <laughs> but I mean, the one thing he's the son of a coach. I like that about a guy when you're the son of a coach. That means you've been around a coach your entire life. You've been around the game basically your entire life. A professional coach, an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just kind of the way he started, too, is he started as just a guy who was in the video room when he was in Washington. 
He was a he was the video guy. He was the guy putting putting together tape, uh, you know, to scout the the future teams and all that. And that's what he did. Uh, and then he worked his way up to a defensive assistant here in Washington. And then when the Shanahan regime here in Washington got blown out, he got blown out with him. And you know what he did after that, Trev? He went to PFF, and he learned all about the analytics and and how does how to um, watch film and study players and all this other stuff. He was at PFF for a couple of years. And then when Kyle Shanahan got the job in San Fran, he brought him along and he didn't want him. He knew his mind was offensive, but he wanted to have him learn the defensive side first. So that's what he did at the beginning is he learned the defensive side of the ball first, and then he moved him to the offensive side. And then of course, when, um, uh, D'Amico Ryans went to Houston. He went along with him and became his offensive coordinator and did great things with that team. He's more well-rounded is what I'm saying than Ben Johnson seems to be just in the credential side of it. They're the same age. They've been around the game about the same amount of time, the pro game, but he just seems to have more in his background that makes him more conducive to being a head coach. If I'm hiring an offensive coordinator, there's not even a debate. We just say Ben Johnson and we don't, we don't even debate anybody else. But if I'm in, if I'm hiring a head coach, then I want somebody more well-rounded who understands hmm. the defense a little bit more, who's been around a, an NFL coach his entire life, his father, a guy who took time away from the game to learn how to study film and how to analyze film and grade film and all of that. That's the kind of guy I want is a Bobby Slowick. So nepotism runs deep in the Stoner household, hey. apparently, wanting you know the generational talent. <laughs> oh, of, my gosh. You know, Give me somebody's great-grandfather who's been around yeah. for generations <laughs> to be the head coach. Hey, coaching lifers, man, those guys, make, those guys make great players and coaches just because they've been around it forever. I mean, you did, see, we had somebody point out McDaniels. Uh, Tom here was son of a coach, uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, kind of that same path didn't work out. I will say kind of one of the bigger things that attracts me to Bobby Slowick, and I would be absolutely thrilled if Slowick was named the head coach here. Okay. He's not, maybe not my number one choice, but mm -hmm. he is somebody I agree with you stoner that he has a lot of traits that are good. One of the things I think that is admirable, not admirable, but one of the things that you would want to achieve is he has success everywhere he goes, like you said, Stoner. And he's also a part of that Shanahan tree, oh, which was better. a part of a tree. You you say, oh, no, Trev, but here's the thing is there success. are certain coaching trees. Know. You know, in Shanahan, we call it the Shanahan one, but that's a really a recent thing because Shanahan came from like the Walsh tree, I believe, is uh, where it came from. Sure. So like you, these coaches learn how to win and we had somebody talking about this in the in the chat earlier here uh tonight was players will listen to coaches who win plain and simple and slowick comes from a winning heritage and so when you come from that heritage you bring some of that with you and that's where you get success so i think that there's probably deeper roots like stoner you're talking about ben johnson might be a fresher face but Slowick really does come from winning programs and has success to back it up. So would be a great choice. He's another young one, though, Stoner, that we have to pair mm -hmm. with the uh, Fangio or Vrabel 
and try to see Agreed. if that would help him, you know, take over the reins and learn those kind of aspects. Uh, someone who would not be needing some kind of elderly statesman would be Dan Quinn. No, he is. He is. No, uh, no. I, I don't know who said it. Let me finish the saying here. Dan Quinn is an option, but go ahead. He's an option. I, I don't know who said it. I, I can't remember who said it, but there there's an understanding out there in the NFL circles, in the coaching circles, that Dan Quinn is 100% the best leader, mm-hmm. head coaching candidate available. It, and it's not even close. He's that type of guy. He's Again, that's where I lean. I lean towards the the coaches, the head coaches who are going to be leaders. That's what I lean to. Would but I think this is kind of in that same same category, really, as Raheem Morris, is that the ownership may not go for a guy like that because they don't think the fans are gonna get excited about a retread and about a guy who in his last game gave up. 40 something points. I don't remember the score in a game that mattered at home. Yeah. yeah. So that weighs heavily and, and people are going to revolt a guy coming from the Cowboys, all that stuff. I think there's going to be an issue public relations wise. If you hire Dan Quinn, but I think Dan Quinn would be an excellent choice as a coach. No, I, I, I think, think I'm, I mean, he just I'm, would. Uh, he's I, going to be a head coach. Bro, oh, okay. Absolutely. We've and had Seattle. leader of men like him before, and it doesn't translate to winning games, Stoner. You keep mentioning that's what you want, leader of men. We had that with Ron Rivera for four years. Right. He's an absolute leader of men. We just talked about EB being leader of men, but he's like, we're like, nah, he's not going to be I head coach. I understand that, Trev, but so, I can give you 100 guys who were leaders of men who were very successful. There's how is Dan Quinn pretty much anyone who's had success as a leader of men as far as the NFL? Is Dan Quinn one of those? That's not true. Is Dan Quinn one of those leader of men who's been successful as a head coach? Um, yes, he has. It's it's a style of leadership. I'm not trying to say that, for example, Dan Quinn would be successful because he's a, a quote unquote leader of men. I'm not saying that. That's the style of head coach that I think would be successful here in Washington. We've tried that. We've tried everything, Trev. We haven't tried Name a young, a young fresh mind. Jay Gruden. Come was on, was a like, young fresh mind. Let's, all right, let's. Jim Zorn Zor- was a young fresh <laughs> mind. <laughs> Stop it. Joe Stop. Gibbs was a no. young fresh mind, and that one worked no. out. I mean, it's uh, you, no, there's compare. Bro. You have to stop comparing it, and you have to start thinking about it in terms of what do you think would work for your team. And if you don't think that's the style, that's great. But I do think look at that, that comment right there. Look at that comment right there. TJ twenty eight three enough said on Dan Quinn. Hey, that's on more that. on Kyle Shanahan than Dan Quinn. But, uh, Kyle Shanahan well, stop head coach takes no, head coach head takes coach all the blame there. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan left them out of there and been the they NFC do. Championship since yeah. then. Mike, Mike uh, Vrabel would be a better leader of men if you're talking about needing that leader of men aspect. Man. I Vrabel would not would want somebody in there who's going to raise our voice, though. That's what you want. All you, you want guys, all season voice all, But all, <laughs> not you guys, I would just, a lot of people want the Ben Johnson, the, the Bobby Slowick, the Mike McDonald. They want that just because they're young. 
and they don't know what they don't know yet. You, as a fan, you don't know what you don't know about Ben Johnson. He could be the next Cliff Kingsbury. He, he could, could be the next uh, Josh McDaniels. He could. We don't know that yet. But what we do know is Dan Quinn can't cut it. Raheem Morris can't cut it. Well, we, we, did, we already, we already proved that retreads aren't nearly as bad as they might seem. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to necessarily go that route. I, I liked the comments from our, our people listening to us in the live chat right now. A lot of people in agreement, Stoner, Dan Quinn is going to be a head coach. He's going to be a good head coach for somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a Super Bowl winning coach. Maybe a, maybe a Super Bowl choker coach for somebody. Yeah. Got to the Super but it's Bowl. not going to be here. He's not the right coach for okay. Washington. I'm okay and, with that. And and I think that they're they're right because I don't think that's what this organization is looking for right now. And it's not because they don't believe in him as a as a winner. I think that they can see success in the other coaches and they find something in the other coaches that they can bring to the table that uh, Dan Quinn cannot. Because while he's a leader of men and he has defenses that can be successful, I think that he's not necessarily, again, one of the newer coaches who look at some of the things that in a different way. He looks at them in the way that he understands where he's coming from. He mm -hmm. is one of the older candidates on the list. He's not one of the younger candidates. He's somebody who's been around for a long time and is used to doing things a certain way and they might look at that negatively because eventually the game passes you by bill belichick is still out there he's only interviewed with the atlanta falcons and right now it looks like the atlanta falcons might be going elsewhere yeah, yeah. they're gonna hire him and it's, it's the one that makes the most sense as, as soon as harbrow was listed to the chargers atlanta seems like a lot uh, a lock for belichick now i do think the reason why we've only heard one public go, you know, publicly going out for Bill Belichick is because there's probably a lot of behind the door stuff where he kind of said, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And like, just letting certain teams know, like, Hey, don't bother reaching out because he's mm -hmm. not in the mood for a project. Uh, Bill Belichick is Dan Quinn could, he's still young enough. He can take a project, but I think he needs to go to a team that's more win now. And that's why I think something like the Seahawks is going to be more his game. Now he's going to enter entertain interviews wherever because he's looking to be a head coach, but I just don't think it's, it's going to be here in Washington. Um, we're going to go with Caleb's comment here. The conversation should be Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald. They're one mm. a and one B to me and Caleb. I'm with you. I'm with you, Caleb, because that's my 1A and 1B. Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald would be fantastic, either one. Now, I like Slowick, and I actually listed Anthony Weaver as my, my third option, but Slowick's like right there. What love do you have for Mike, McDan or Mike uh, McDonald, Trev, a coach that has been embarrassing the Shanahan tree this year over and over again has coached the Ravens defense into being a dominant unit yet again. How about mm -hmm. Mike McDaniel, who, by the way, I did make our picture for today's candidates. I just kind of wanted something other than Ben Johnson up there. Like I said, I really, really been loving Mike McDonald so much. So I would love a Ravens lions, super bowl 
just to see those two match up against each other. I would be just absolutely ecstatic if that were mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Trev, Mike, Mike yeah. McDonald. I like him. He, I think he's number two on my list, too, just for off what you said. He's beaten to shreds the Shanahan tree, and everybody glows about the Shanahan tree. So why not get someone who can, can beat the Shanahan tree? Um, he's young. He's, he's a leader of men. He's got nothing but dogs on the defensive side. I, I don't know if he's a leader of men. He can. He's a leader. Of, he's a leader of men. Um, he's a coordinator he, of men. But okay, he's go a ahead. leader. You gotta. But there's men on the defensive side of the of the ball, bro. Yeah, that's right. He's a leader he's of men. A I didn't coordinator. Say, okay, he's a leader of at least eleven men on the defensive no, side I'm of saying, the ball. How about that? You, you guys are misinterpreting what what I mean by a leader of men. I mean that it, would they run through a yes. wall? Yes. For this particular coach. Yes, bro. Like, you I will say that. this. Andy Reid, people aren't running through a wall for Andy Reid. How do you know that? They're not. How do They're you know going that? to get through the wall because Andy oh, Reid is going to design a way to get through the wall, but they're not going to do it because he's the type of guy who inspires them to. Dan <laughs> Campbell will get you to run through a wall. Okay, Even Ron be, Rivera okay. will. Look, it doesn't because, necessarily equate, but that's what I mean by these, these coaches you've mentioned sweat at the podium after the game and raise a voice and that veins yeah. popping now. Yeah. Doesn't mean Andy Reid, nobody's going to run through a wall for Andy Reid just because he's yeah. comfortable on the podium and he's just talking like, you know, calm and I, I appreciate was a uh was a um, player's coach. Yes! No, he was not. Joe Gibbs was not a player's coach. Doug Williams is not coming over to Joe Gibbs's house for dinner. How you know? Because they're how you know. This is where this is where <laughs> our definitions <laughs> are not the same. Men. Our diff- definitions on this are not the same. And when we say leader of men, Stoner, we're not talking about what you're talking about, which is the run through. You want a run through the wall type coach. You want somebody want who's going to get your blood boiling, and you're just going to do no. stupid things like. Run I want through a wall. guy. Listen, I want a guy who's going to take that hill, knowing he's going to die taking that hill. Oh but he's going to do it anyway because he believes in what his leader is telling him. I'm not saying that's the only way. Because look, people aren't going to do that for Andy Reid. Andy Reid's going to do it a different way, and it's going to be successful. Bro, they're going to do it for Andy Reid. Trev, Trev, I actually agree. They're not going to do it in the way Stoner is approaching it. But, Trev, I'm with you that that Andy Reid is a leader of the men in my terminology, which yeah, well, is you guys that, are misinterpreting my terminology. And that's why I'm saying you need to change your definition because, yeah. because everybody, no one's on your definition. You want to run through the wall, coach. Yes. That's what you want. I want okay? a guy I take, I think actually, me. I like to take the hill coach. Okay. Baby. He likes to take a hill coach. And, 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 and Trev Stoner, Stoner's right. Andy Reid's not a take the hill coach. What Andy Reid is, is, a leader of men. He is somebody, and this is my definition here. He is somebody, I don't know why we're talking about Andy Reid. He's not a candidate, but we're, let's let's go through the definition here of a leader of men. All yeah. right. Because Mike McDonald, I believe, is a leader of men in the sense that his players want to play for him. His yes. players will listen to what he has to say. His yes. players will do what he has to say, even if they don't necessarily agree with it but they trust him and his coaching and the and the understanding that he knows what he's talking about 
that's a leader of men. That's something yeah, that's where you have a that, where mine. you have a leader who who follows. I get that it's not, not your stoner. <laughs> I, I get it. You want to take the hill coach. You want right. somebody who's going to go out there and rah rah you into a frenzy, and you're you know going to go I, out and pummel the f- other team. team. That's what you want, and that's okay. But I'm just yeah. trying to give you my definition I'm, here. Okay, well, I'm trying to tell y'all your definitions are when I keep no. saying leader of men. This is what I mean, right? A leader of men is not a guy who does who says great googly moogly. Okay, that's not a leader of men. That's a man who will figure out a way to be a successful head coach. Mike McDonald, top five greatest of all time. I think that's great, but that's not the type of coach I want for my team. I want. I don't want a guy who uh, gives purple nurples, right? I don't want that type of coach. I watched, this may be a very unpopular opinion again, but I watched some of that in-season hard knocks with the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. I can't stand Mike McDaniel. Everybody loves Mike McDaniel and thinks he's this great coach. He's He's their buddy. He's their pal. He's their put his arm around you and let's go hang out and have a beer. That's not what a head coach should be. A head coach should be the guy who inspires you to play well. This is what I always boil it down to. It's fourth and goal, no time left. You're down five. You have to have a touchdown. A leader of men will get players to go over that line of scrimmage and get over that goal line no matter what. But a player's coach or a offensive mind or an Andy Reid type will design a play to get you across that goal line. And the work will be completely successful. I agree. I'm not saying you can't be successful in the other way. <laughs> you absolutely, Andy Reid has proven it and plenty of people have proven it, but I want my coach to be feared. I want him to be respected. I want him. I want Bro. people to call him coach something. I don't want him to c- go up to Mike McDonald and say, Hey Mike, do you think we should do this? No, no, no. Hey, Coach McDonald. <laughs> you want the, I think you we want the remember the Titans style type. Yeah, that's what he's looking for. Yes. But, by the <laughs> way, as, as hilarious as this is probably to our listeners and Trev right now, I just want to remind people that Stoner at one point in our history was my boss. True. My direct supervisor. And so True. this is just this is just humorous to me. Right. To hear but this it, is this is but also you were a player's what, coach, what did, donor, in right. your definition. <laughs> right. And what did we do for a living? Well, As yeah, we're broadcasters. Sure. Right. <laughs> if I was a uh if I was an infantry lieutenant or something or a captain or whatever, you don't want the guy who's gonna you don't want your infantry captain to invite you over for dinner. Because that infantry captain the next day is going to have to tell you to go take that hill and knowing you're going to die taking that hill. That's the type of guy I want. All right. Well, in that That's case, that. Mike McDonald fits that because look what he's done to that Baltimore defense. He's turned them up to be straight up dogs, all pros. Hey, they're definitely awesome. So, and he's young, innovative, knows what he's got. Yes. Give me him over some grizzly bear. When I've been looking at the head coach in Canada, seeing what they've been doing and kind of seeing and comparing, because we do have a building, rebuilding the franchise series series that's coming out uh, and starting uh, very soon. 
And so, like, we're looking at these kind of things. What the other franchises, the winning franchises have, this is where I have seen that a lot of those winning franchises have defensive-minded coaches who are at the top. And they're the ones who are bringing, you know, the mentality that you want, whether or not it's the take the hill mentality or it's the, you know, that leader, my leader of men type thing that they want to play for type, but they're the ones who are being successful. And that's why I'm like, maybe McDonald should be over Ben Johnson because of the fact that he might end up being a longer tenured coach, because if things don't work out in like the offense, you know, you're going to get rid of Ben Johnson. Right, but if things don't work out on the offense under uh, under McDonald, you get a new offensive coordinator. Sure, and the defense, the pieces are here in the defense. You even though you shipped away two first rounders, there's still two more first round talents on that roster. You know, you have four total there still, and so it's just like maybe a defensive minded coach might be good for this team, and this is why maybe they're going to go that route. Maybe that's what you know, Harris and Adams want long-term as a defensive minded coach. And I, I think it'd be wonderful. And again, I am definitely as much as it pains me to say, I'm cheering on the Ravens. Hmm. I, I really want the Ravens and the lions to meet in the super bowl. And then whoever wins that battle, hire them as the coach. Let's go. I like that. <laughs> battle it out on the field. Uh, I like Mike McDonald a lot looking into his history as well. Again, I don't know sort of um, his, what he does in a meeting room and what he, you know, what he does in terms of inspiring people and all of that, but everywhere he's been and everything he's done, all he's done has gotten better and better and better as well. So, and you, you know what he did when he was in college, which is not play college football. But while he was in college, he coached high school football. While he was in college, while he was a student at Georgia, he coached for three years in high school, defensive backs, uh, and as a defensive assistant coach in a in an area high school. And then he went to Georgia, right? Yeah. He went to the Ravens, uh, started off as an intern, worked his way up. He was 33 years old when he was the Michigan defensive coordinator. That was just a few years ago. And he took their defense and took it all the way up to a top 10 in the country type defense. And then he came back over to the Ravens to be their defensive coordinator the last couple of years. And all they've done is Trev said, they've just been dogs and they've been uh, a really good defense. Look at what he's done this year. Now he learned under Wink Martindale. We all love mm-hmm. what Wink Martindale does. And by the way, yeah. Wink Martindale, did he? Yeah, he's out there, he's, right? He's, he's, he's still be he's one still, of those great oh, defensive coordinators. Def- he would probably yep. want to come here just so he can stick it to the Giants. Yes. Right. He learned under uh, Wink Martindale and Todd Grantham, of course, working under Harbaugh at Michigan. Uh, But look, just look what he's done this year with the teams. I looked at uh, all the playoff teams that they played this year. They um, offensively, they averaged 15 points per game against the Ravens. Um, We were talking about the Texans twice, who scored a total of zero touchdowns in the two games that they played this year. Yeah. Uh, this is Bobby Slowick run offense, right? Yeah, in two games see? to include in the uh, playoff game. They didn't even make it into the red zone. That offense didn't. And so they zero touchdowns did against the lions, held the lions to six points, held Justin Herbert to 10, Trevor Lawrence to seven, the 49ers to 19, the dolphins to 19, two prolific offenses. 
all he's done is shut down the best offenses in the league this entire year. Mm -hmm. That's what impresses me about Mike McDonald. Again, I don't know how he is in terms of uh, leading an entire football team, but his record is pretty impeccable as a defensive guy. I'd love Mike McDonald as, yeah. like as I said, one a defensive coordinator. I don't know about head coach. We'll see. Oh, come on. He'd make, I think he'd make a fantastic we'll, we'll head see. coach. I, I have Anthony Weaver in my top three, but I have to admit I've been not souring on him, but kind of distancing. Maybe it's just because I think we're in a position to get one of those top two coaches. Yeah. You know, Anthony Weaver, I think, is is going to be fantastic. I think that he might not make it through the head coaching round this year. And I do think that him and Aaron Glenn, who's being mentioned as well, will kind of put them together because I know Trev's going to have to bail here in just a little bit before we get to that mock draft in the cool down. Aaron Glenn, Anthony Weaver, do you guys have anything to say about them? You know, because I think it would be a true surprise to see either one of them as the head coach. Uh I don't think either one will get hired to be a head coach anywhere right now, to be honest. Not with the teams that are looking to have that have head coaching openings. No offense to them, but I just don't see Anthony Weaver being a, a defensive line coach jumping from that up to a head coach. Mm. Um, Aaron Glenn, I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm not sure but, if he's ready yet. I yeah. mean, he might be. Right, Aaron Glenn's kind be, of up there, so. Um, I, I think I think what would be perfect is if Mike McDonald came over as the head coach but brought Weaver over as his defensive coordinator, <laughs> right? Which is not a huge leap for Weaver to go from right. defensive line coach. He's he is, I think, he is assistant. He's, he's, he's assistant an assistant head coach, head coach. Line coach. Yeah, I mean, and he's done wonders with a defensive line who in preseason the Washington Commanders offensive line dominated that defensive line. So he's done wonders with them because they've been very good this year. But do that and then bring over as an offensive coordinator. How about this? Who's the um, quarterback's coach for the Ravens? T. Martin. How about have him be your offensive coordinator? Or here's a name for you that blew me away in this little research, right? The um, running backs coach for the Ravens, Willie Taggart. You know who Willie Taggart is? They got studs over there. Over at, uh... Willie Taggart was the head yeah. coach at Florida State yes. and the head coach at Oregon. Yes. Willie Taggart is super overqualified to be a running backs coach. Yeah, they got they got studs. Bring in for the offensive coordinator. I mean, he's a you know uh, he was a great quarterback at uh, in college at Western Kentucky. All kinds of just bring the whole Ravens over. Mike it's, McDonald, it's... Anthony Weaver, and uh, and and. Willie Taggart is your OC. Uh, un- unfortunately, it's not time for the segue, oh. but I, ha- I I almost want to use this one right now. But if you bring over, you know, Taggart in that Ravens offense, that would be perfect for Mel Kuyper's mock draft 1.0 <laughs> as he picked yeah. Jaden Daniels, who a lot of people, you know, kind of say is a little bit like the uh, MVP candidate for this year. Now, again, I would have been a perfect segue, but I can't segue out of the coaching candidate section right now because Mike hit us with a $10 super chat here. And so we appreciate you, Mike. And so you did stop a perfect segue into the next segment, but I, I still appreciate it because he needs us to vote right now. What's the next head coach? 
All right. I mean, We're going to start with you, Stoner. You you are oh, in the room with Adams, and you're beating your chest. You're taking that hill, Stoner. Oh, no. Are we asking who I want or who do who, I vote? Pick? Who's who is going to be the next head coach? Oh. Well, I mean, Ben Johnson is. I, I'd put him at ninety percent that he's going to be the next head coach. But he's not the head coach that you want. He's yeah. I but I'd be perfectly happy with him. But it's just not who I would choose. I, I'm fine with going with a young offensive mind first time. I'm, let me just say that. Just not what I would do. So I would say Ben Johnson is. Look, uh, J.P. Finley is very connected uh, within the organization, and he talks in code sometimes, and he's he's been talking in code that Ben Johnson is going to be the head coach here. Yeah. So I will, I will take that because when he does that, it's he's saying it without saying it. Easy money, says Stoner. Who do, who do you want? Of those candidates that are out there now? Yeah, because Jim Parbra was your number one. He's he out, number he's one. with the Chargers. Yep. Um, Raheem Morris. Okay. That's right. who I would want. Is He's my number one. But he's not Trev, going to be. No. Going no. To be All right, Trav, before you leave yeah. for the night, who's going to be the next head coach for the Washington Commanders? I'm going to get my take on Jaden Daniels too before I leave, but for right now, the coach, Ben Johnson. I mean, it's it's everybody in the entire world except for the organization knows it's it's Ben Johnson. It seems like um, just wait to announce it. Let yeah, him get through his Super but, Bowl run, and then you can announce it. But we don't know Adam Peters from the next guy because he's brand yeah. new. We don't know Josh Harris. I mean, just because they've worked together and this and that doesn't mean necessarily going to do it again. Sure. They could, you know, surprise us all and go Mike McDonald. So obvious it's Ben Johnson, but Dark Horse, nobody sees coming Mike McDonald. Yeah, again, right. either one of those, that'd be good. Is that, but who did you want? Who do you want? You ben want Johnson. Ben Johnson? Yeah. He's You're the Ben shiny, Johnson He's guy. the shiniest toy and I'm all about shiny toys this season. So yeah, sure. I, I laid it out. I'm a 1A and 1B, Johnson and McDonald. I'd, I'd be happy with either. It is going to be Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. But the more and more I'm looking at him, the more and more I'm just saying, man, McDonald is going to be, yeah. he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Like I said, let them get to the Super Bowl. Duke it out. The winner gets to be the head coach here. The loser stays wow. not, uh, stays a coordinator for another year, has to wait for the the next job out so we appreciate you mike with that super uh super chat donation we voted it is going to be ben johnson here for ref the district uh Trav, you got to leave us you said you want to yeah. give the jd information yeah. here roger calling him a, a version of randall cunningham what do you have to I mean, say because you're out on uh jaden daniels kind of i've kind of come around to him the more he's been linked to us number two and the more you know he's been talked about i mean he did just win the heisman yes caleb won last year but caleb's going number one overall that's just bottom line uh drake may i think he's sam howell 2.0 to be honest even though i am a carolina fan um i think he's on the same route he was better his junior year than he was a senior year just like sam howell was um he couldn't even get out the acc with an eight and four record uh, Jaden Daniels, last two years, remember he played five years college ball. His last two years at LSU were pretty good, so I'm just going to judge off that because the SEC is the most NFL-ready conference in college football. Um, 2022, 14 games, 266 completions out of 388 attempts, 68.6%, 68 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. Awesome. This past Heisman season, he threw 
30 less pass attempts, or completed 30 less pass attempts with 236, and threw for less pass attempts at 327. He was 236 for 327 this past season at 72.2 completion percentage, 40 mm-hmm. touchdowns, four interceptions. Four. Talk about the frame all you want. I'm so tired of hearing about small hands and he's so skinny and stuff. It happens, okay? It's the NFL. doesn't mean you can't make it, okay? I'm so sick he, of I think he's comparable in weight, at least, to Lamar right. Jackson. And look what Lamar's doing. Everybody thought he'd get cream. Yeah, he takes a lot of hits. He has some injury history, but look where he is now after he got a few years under his belt. I like Jaden Daniels. Uh, if we do take a quarterback at two, I would, and it can't be Caleb, I'd go Jaden Daniels just based off his SEC performance alone. Forget the Pac-12 stuff. He can bulk up. Um, he's electric, he can throw the deep ball, 40 touchdowns in the SEC and four interceptions in the SEC is pretty impressive, win or lose. Uh, he threw for six touchdowns in one game, put up 42 points against Texas A&M, 52 against Stoners, Florida Gators. Like, the man can ball. He won the Heisman for a reason. So if we took him in number two, I'd be happy. Let's roll, get some weapons, and let's do it. Jaden Daniels, number two. About his- I'm cool. Don't forget about his 1,100 rushing yards in the SEC and 10 more didn't, touchdowns. Didn't even see that. So that just adds up to – He hey, had a stellar year. I mean, he earned let's, the Heisman. Let's do it. Or, yeah, like mm-hmm. he did let's rock He it. did everything. I hate to burst the bubble before you go, Trev. What? But Mel Kuyper is not exactly a – he might be a draft guru, but he's not exactly Nostradamus. He's, he's not. not but it's a logical the future. The pick is logical. Sure. He, he has us taken a quarterback, and he has us taken the top three quarterback in the draft in Jaden Daniels. It might not be him. might be Drake May because if we get Ben Johnson, Carolina Connection, blah, 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 blah. All sorts but, of it, – it is early, yes, and we're here early, to talk about but it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool if we get Jaden Daniels number two. I'm All right, Trev, thank you guys. kindly. When we come back for the cool down, we will be talking about that Mel's Mach 1.0. Stick around with us. 